by my bed Folded hands and tilted head I thank the Lord for my water and my bread Thankful to be a part of God's flock of chosen sheep Waking from my slumber while the world is still asleep Freedom loving Patriotic, deplorable bum. I reside in the States, but Scotland is where I'm from. Sometimes I feel defeated, but we will always stand tall. Fighting with my family, we go one, we go Our Bibles and talks of bread and wine Indoctrinate our children Throw the world into decline We're the people who need to stand Firm and understand Without liberty and freedom All we have is dirt and land Holding the sword high We'll stand firmly through the pain Lost is what the wisdom I have gained. If you find me on my knees, it's not because I'm defeated. It was my prayer for the war, the only weapon I needed. We may fall, holding the line. We may fall, but we'll be family how is the body doing tonight on this beautiful beautiful day after a crappy election oh we need to get rid of that gop ronna mcdaniel man she needs to go 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 i know you guys are ready for it too 
Well, anyways, guys, Kilted Christian, episode 481. I have titled this one, The Meek Will Inherit the Earth. And we're going to get into a little conversation about that after a lot of news. A lot went on today. Some good stuff, but a lot of chatter too. So we'll get to it in a moment. Guys, Kilted Christian, episode 481, The Meek Will Inherit the Earth. Let's get to it. We are many nations around the world, comprised of many cultures, but we stand together in a battle between good and evil. We're the seekers of wisdom, the bringers of truth, the hands of heaven, and the voices of reason. As the world tries to divide us by our differences, we only grow stronger as we are bound together as the children of God. And once again, great to be here with all of you. Such a pleasure and a privilege every single night. Um, for those of you that did not get a chance to say hello to in the opening, I am so thankful you're here. It's good to see you, Bob. Bob, my brother, Bob, man. Love you. Um, guys, we're going to get into a whole lot of news tonight. But first, a little bit of news um, on our behalf. So we got our, our chickens today. We got four of them. And uh, we decided we went ahead and named them. So we have Espresso. We have um, Hen Solo. We have uh, Chicken Fett. And then we have my favorite chicken, Steve Cusick. That's right, Steve. Sorry, buddy. It's the manly. It, it, at least it's the manly of the chickens. But he's my favorite, and we named him Steve Cusick because we love you. Yeah. <laughs> we thought that would be a good one. And also for the espresso machine that you um, sent us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, they're, they're great. Um, we just got to get big. them acclimated. Yeah, they're pretty big. Um, they're not going to be food. Matter of fact, we we I made no. um, chicken lo mein tonight, and I didn't let them know what we were having for dinner. But they are going to produce a lot of eggs. So we have some egg laying chickens. We're going to get about two dozen a week or something like that. These guys produce yes. a lot of eggs. So I'm excited, ready for it. Um, answer some questions that I've been having. Um, the mullen that I've been taking for my ears, and I can hear out of both ears now, just to let you guys know, also cleans out your lungs. Um, I got 1,500 milligram tablets or capsules, and uh, it works so well. I take two a day, um, and it worked pretty darn quick. Matter of fact, I took a couple of them, and I could already start to hear my, my ears are popping, and now um, I'm good. So uh, I would recommend that to anybody who is having the congestion issues, ear issues, and so forth. Um, that being said, uh, Jeff went downhill a little bit again today. Same thing. I just think it's these chemtrails. I think a lot of people think the same thing, but he will be on. I promise we talked to him. I check up on him every single day. Um, so I can't wait till he comes back, and I know you guys can't wait as either. But uh, I hope you all had an absolutely beautiful day. It was a little warm here today. It was 78, kind of weird, November. Tomorrow or tonight, it's going to drop a little bit, get a little bit of rain here. Um, but, hey, I love rain, and uh, the chickens at least have a partial covering. So we're going to – it was so windy today that we couldn't put the rest of the covering around the uh, the big, the, the giant outer coop part. But we're going to get that ready yeah. for winterizing. Try not to use heat lamps so we don't have to. We've read a lot that chickens can handle – a pretty decent cold. They huddle up together. We got the little mini coop inside. They can go inside, but we're also going to um, wall off everything and tarps yes. so that we can, you know, just keep the wind off them and stuff like that. So once again, if you guys have any suggestions or anything like that, especially the people that live in cold weather, reach out to us at kiltedchristian at gmail.com and uh, give us any advice that you can. And uh, like I said, I we certainly do appreciate it. Yeah, it's exciting to have them. They're big. They're big chickens too. Oh yeah, they're, they're big they're, ladies. They're, they're they're real nice. They're they're really good. They're big chickens. Yeah. They're nice. Um, takes a little like a couple of days for them to acclimate. Oh, they're in yeah. a new area, but it's a lot bigger than where they were. 
they're no longer being picked on by the other uh, the other breed of chickens that they had over there mm-hmm. and uh they love the grass and so forth we got all their feeders and their waters and everything out there um it's gonna be pretty awesome yeah wellness we did name and we, we named them chicken fat hen solo espresso and steve cusick that's right <laughs> I, I just love staying that steve cusick, steve cusick. We, we, we we originally <laughs> named them uh chicken skywalker and i was like no Steve Cusick. Steve Cusick. <laughs> yeah, he's probably like, oh my God, I got a chicken named after me. <laughs> hey, but he's the coolest one we've got. <laughs> he's, pretty, he's pretty big too. Yeah, he's a big chicken. He's a cool chicken. And uh, hey, who doesn't love Steve Cusick? We all love Steve Cusick. And now we have a chicken named Steve Cusick too. <laughs> can you tell them apart? Um, yeah. Yeah, actually we can because espresso is dark. And um, and then Steve Cusick's the the bigger the of the, biggest. the chickens, like the, the more manly of the chickens. Yes, and, and then, then the um, white the one with yeah, the white. Hen, hen Solo has more white, more white and the brown in him. Yeah, and then the um the mostly brown one is is, is uh no chicken fat as in Bo- Boba Fett, but chicken fat. Of course, we had to go with some Star Wars. <laughs> now we just need a Chewbacca. Yeah, we're yeah we'll get a, we'll get a Wookie chicken here at some point soon too. Exactly, we're, we're gonna the neighbors across the street are trying to downsize because he's got real bad neighbors can't take care of them all. So he's gonna sell me his other little mini coop that we're gonna put inside the big coop, and then we'll get a couple more, um, mm-hmm. you know, just so that there's more room, and then we'll have Chickbaka. There we go, Jay Woo. See, man, Jay Woo's always there for us. Wow. Oh, I didn't see what he said. Oh, he says Chickbaka. Chick-baka. Oh, okay, that's a good one. Exactly. So we kind of went. went we got to have a Yoda. Yeah, we'll we'll have a, a Yoda, but I got to come up with a more creative name like. Uh, Dagobah chicken or something like that because Dagobah, <laughs> in case you didn't know, that's where Yoda lives. So, um, <laughs> so and, we're having a good time, yeah. Yeah, and I'm gonna build like a little um, out of our old coffee containers because you may not know this, but I drink a lot of coffee and I love coffee. So we're gonna take one of our old and coffee containers and I'm gonna cut a little thing in it. We're gonna um, get it to where the bugs and the beetles are drawn to it, and then we're gonna feed those to the chickens. So we'll just put them around there, but. We've got a lot of really good soil. They love the grass, and so we've got a lot of worms and so forth like that. So it'll be pretty cool, and I'm excited. Um, can't wait to go out and see them tomorrow. I just went out and checked them before the show. Yeah, maggot bucket, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're gonna, they're all kind of huddled up together. They haven't found the chicken, the the, the, the nest yet. The so they're all cuddled up in a little corner um, last I checked. So we'll go get on them tomorrow. We'll put them inside that little chick, the, the mini nesting coop so they get used to it. So it'll be pretty cool. But guys, we'll get into a little bit of news tonight, and then we're going to get into a pretty fun topic. Um, because one, you know, especially this particular topic tonight, the meat shall inherit the earth. You know, what does meat mean um, as far as the scriptures concerned and so forth? Because a lot of people hear meek and they think weak, wussy, and well, Christ was anything but a wuss. You know what I'm saying? He was pretty awesome. And uh, you know, so I'm going to go through and just have a good conversation about that. And I would love to hear you guys' uh, comments about that as well. And then remember tomorrow night. Um, is the roundtable. So we will have uh, MSM Liars John here, Boyle and I'll be here, and we will have Dustin Nemo. So if you guys have any questions for any of them or me or Livin, get those questions in there um, tomorrow during the chat, and it'll be a big giant Q&A fest. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, so first, as far as the news goes, um, it was a pretty quiet day considering that the Palestinians were supposed to like create havoc around our country, according to the DOD. Um, but there was one incident, and I don't know if this is involved or not, so I can't say if this was a terrorist attack or anything. But once again, we've seen a lot of explosions, things blowing up, plants catching on fire. And today, a shelter-in-place order 
has been issued for towns surrounding Shepherd, Texas. Shepherd, Texas is just a little bit northeast of Houston after a massive explosion at a chemical plant. Multiple injuries have been reported and smoke can be seen everywhere. They asked everybody to turn off their air conditioning units, their HVAC units, um, in order to keep this out of their home. So, I mean, anytime that a chemical plant goes up, you don't know what the heck is in the air on top of the chemtrails and all the other stuff that they're dumping on us to kill us. So apparently they must have the, the cure. They must have the cure because they're dumping it on themselves too. So they've got something that we don't have. Yes, and Matt and Head, this is silent warfare. Agreed 100%. So I just found this to be hilarious. Um, the there was, like a, there was some stuff that took place on the House floor tonight. And you guys remember Representative Jamal Bowman, Democrat, New York, the one that set off the fire alarm. Well, as he was talking, um, somebody literally, they said, do you have anything to say to the House? And somebody screams out, pull the fire alarm. You know, at least these guys have a good sense of humor for evil people. Um, next, you know, here's one thing. I've said it before. You all know it. There's only one person that ever walked this earth that's never going to let us down. That's Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ doesn't speak out of both sides of his mouth. He says what he has to say. He teaches us lesson. He loves us. He cares for us. And he was the only one that ever walked this earth that was not a sinner. Um, no matter how much I like somebody, um, I will always call them out for something that just doesn't seem right to me. And, uh, you know, I go back and forth on Trump. Like I said, I mean, if I was to, to vote for him today or vote today for president, I, I'd vote Donald Trump. He's the best of what we've got. Um, I'm still up in the air. Um, I think many of us are as well. But um, this right here, I just, it didn't stand. He never in his life has ever and will never take responsibility for anything that goes wrong. Now, he will take credit for everything that goes right. I'm referring to elections specifically. If he supports somebody and they end up winning, well, obviously it was because of him that they won. If someone loses and he supported them, he always has to throw something out. So I'm going to read these two juxtaposed uh, things that Trump put up over time and then uh, let you guys decide. So this is three days ago. He says, wow, Daniel Cameron of Kentucky has made a huge surge. Now that they see my strong endorsement and the fact that he's not really a McConnell guy, they only try to label him that because he comes from the great state of Kentucky. Anyways, go Daniel, great future for you and your state. You will bring it to new levels of success and I will help you. Okay, so that was three days ago. Let me tell you what he wrote today. He says, Daniel Cameron lost because he couldn't alleviate the stench of Mitch McConnell. I told him early that's a big burden to overcome. McConnell and Romney are kryptonite for the Republican candidate. I moved him up 25 points, but the McConnell relationship was too much to bear. Tate Reeves, on the other hand, surged to a win for governor of Mississippi after my involvement. Congratulations to Tate. Um, look, we talked about humility and the importance of humility last Thursday with uh, MSM Liars John. And Trump needs to learn a little bit of humility. I know he has to create a strong presence. I know he has to look strong constantly. But man, there's a strength in being humble. People like that. People can associate with that. Somebody who can admit that they make mistakes and Trump can't do that. And come on, Trump, come on, take some advice, be humble. Don't take credit for this because it works in your favor and then turn, you know, like I said, I know he can't, I know he didn't forget what he wrote three days ago. No. And then literally three days later, after the election didn't go his way, as far as the governor here in, in uh, Kentucky, he goes the other direction.
And, you know, like I said, and I would expect you guys to do the same thing to me. You know, if, if I say something and I contradict myself or I come across egotistic or something like that, I would expect you guys to call me out. This is how we learn the lessons. And I will do that for anybody, no matter how much I like them, love them or whatever. You know, when, when you do stuff like this, it just doesn't look good. So next, um, and I agree with this, this is from Sheepdog Society. Um, it says, if Ronna McDaniel is not fired and removed, then 2024 is lost already. I won't even cast my vote. I'm not even playing anymore. I'm tired of losing because we have failed leadership, intentionally destroying our party and not fixing the cheating and fraud in our election. I'm so done. Last night was a massacre. And I can't disagree with him. And I said this, uh, I believe, last night. There's going to be a point where we are just like, look, what's the point of going out and voting? And I will say there was a lot of people that didn't vote. Matter of fact, if you look at the... Um, if you look at the uh, the numbers of Democrats that went out and voted compared to the conservatives right here in our own state of Kentucky, there was a lot of people that just didn't make it out. And there's really no excuse at this point. You know, if you're able to vote, if you're old enough to vote, if you're registered to vote, go vote. Because all that's going to happen is you're going to suffer the consequences of sitting at home and not going out and voting or coming up with any excuses to not to go vote. I still think that Election Day should be a holiday. There's no excuse at that point. You know, um, around here, our schools yeah. were out yesterday. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure partially because maybe some of the um, elections took place at the school or whatever. But nonetheless, the kids were at home yesterday during the election. And I think that this should be something going forward, as well as uh, voter IDs, holding people accountable for their cheating. And I really didn't hear too much about that, except for the Anons, except for the patriotic Americans that, that are just tired of all this stuff. But there's some other things that I'm going to be getting into here in a moment, which just kind of show what really happened here and in other states, proof of cheating. So Minnesota, I'm sorry, Hamas supporter from Somalia was elected mayor of St. Louis Park, Minnesota. We are in trouble. So she is the first person, the first Somali Hamas supporter or whatever that's ever been elected. And I mean, oh, man, thank you, Obama. You were the one that was responsible for this. Um, next, Kentucky Today. This is Kentucky.gov. So did someone say Azure? Two malicious files were detected in the primary network. Um, seven exploits. This gives access to Australia and Asian Pacific programmer um, was the one that, that dealt with this. It also apparently went over to some other people at some of the higher ups at some of the local universities um, that aren't on our side. So people had access to these systems, including Australia. No one should have access to these things. These things are supposed to be offline. So once again, and this is just Kentucky, not to mention the other states that you heard about them flipping and they're trying to spin it and make excuses, um, Pennsylvania as well. Um, and now they're like, oh, well, a programmer did this. Well, I don't care who did it. Arrest that guy and arrest anybody that allowed these machines going forward and then have a reelection. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if there's cheating. You just don't go, oh, well, well somebody's fault. Go after them. Take care of this problem. There's not going to be a legitimate 2024 election if we cannot fix this system, period. Now, I am grateful that Trump has mentioned twice in his last couple of rallies about the watermark ballots and so forth, and I'm hoping that he's hinting at, at something. But nonetheless, I'm not excited about 2024. I know you aren't. 
Um, and half the people at this point are getting so tired of this, knowing that the cheating is going on, that they're not going to go out and vote. We're never going to fix this. We, we, we legitimately need to go back to handwritten paper ballots or some kind of a system that can't be hacked, that cannot get controlled by other countries. And it's an honest system. And as long as we have this corrupt government, these corrupt systems, it's never going to happen. It's going to be up to us. We need to do something. Do I know what it is? I don't know. But something needs to happen because our country is on its last leg. And if the 2024 election even happens, which I'm still not convinced it's going to, we're in trouble if it doesn't go our way. Hillary Clinton compared Trump to Hitler. Oh, my gosh, man, they always go and do that. Um, on The View and then Joy Behar, the other nastiest woman in our country, was like, man, I'm still convinced that you won 2016. Well, that sounds like election denying to me. And I'm pretty sure I thought that that was uh, against the law because they're going after Trump for this, if I'm not mistaken. Um, these, it's a, it, the hypocrisy is unbelievable. The fact that there's still people in our country that just don't see it is even more unbelievable. Um, we're in a big, big problem right now. I'm so thankful we've got Jesus because he's going to fix this problem at some point. Um, but it's just getting out of hand. And like I said, um, it, there's going to be a point of no return. And if we're not there already, we're getting there very fast. So this one right here came from uh, the Patriot Voice, um, QAnon John. He says, if yesterday was a preview of things to come in November 2024, then we are really, really, really in big trouble. Our performance um, countrywide as Republicans was absolutely abysmal. I say this coming from tough love perspective. It's almost as if we didn't even try to outgun the cheat machines, even though that was also futile. The machines have to go. There is no way that we can outsmart the algorithms and the processes that are rigged against us. The only solution I see is to go all paper, watermark ballots with voter ID. I agree 100%. On top of it all, we have the worst GOP chairwoman, Ronna McDaniel, who is driving our party into the ground. She doesn't support MAGA candidates and the real Donald Trump, but yet his support, but yet his, he supports her. So Trump, speak up. Get rid of this woman. She's a bane to our system. Between our feckless and weak leadership, election fraud, and the DeSantis faction splintering us even further, the road to 2024 for MAGA is going to be one hell of a nail-biter. Let this be an omen of things to come. Should we not get our act together, God help us all. And I agree with that 100%. Um, the one thing that I really don't agree with, you know, is the whole feud that's going on between DeSantis and Trump is because that's a primary. Trump's going to win the primary, um, no question. Uh, and then we have a choice at that point of voting between the Democrat, the Independent, and the Republican. So let's drop the, the squibble. Let's stop arguing. Let's stop dividing amongst one another. Let's, especially about the primary, because like I said, the primary is the primary. You know what I'm saying? One of those people is going to move on, and that's ultimately who we're going to be voting for. Other than that, you're going to sit at home and not vote, or you're going to end up voting for RFK Jr., who was just there to take votes away from the, the winner of the GOP, or oh, I'm not going to say Biden, Michelle Obama, or Gavin Newsom, whoever the replacement's going to be. And it's coming because the Democrats are already trying to talk him into dropping out as well. Um, Trump has moved ahead in almost every single poll. Even the uh, liberal networks can't deny this any longer. So, um, like I said, it's just, oh, it gets absurd. Uh, next, this is from the Disclose, Disclose TV, just in. The U.S. House Oversight issues subpoenas to Hunter Biden, James Biden, 
the Biden Family Business Associate Walker. So that finally happened. All right, I said, less chatter, more splatter. Let's get some stuff done. Um, I'm just, I'm very grateful that um, at least they put these subpoenas out and it wasn't all talk. The next step is, what are they going to do about it? Is this going to be another um, Fort Air circus that we're going to watch It doesn't get anywhere? Or is something going to get done from this? Um, I don't know. But I was also surprised to wake up and see that um, Rashida Tlaib was censored. She was censored in the House. Um, censor. What is censor? It's a pat on the wrist. It's a slap on the wrist. It's it's the old nun slapping your hand with a ruler. It's basically what it is. The only good thing that really comes out of a censor is the fact that I think she gets removed from committees, um, which is a good thing. But, you know, she needed to be removed from our Congress along with the rest of these people. We don't need anti-American people in our country. That that should be outlawed. Um, in my opinion, it should be no different than the president where you have to be born in America and have American parents in order to run for the position of president. It should be the same way for Senate and Congress as well. We don't need anti-American people sneaking into our government which has been allowed and it's going to kill our country as you have already seen. Okay. So this is weird and I've been digging into it. I'm trying to find out a little bit more. and I don't know exactly what this is about. So four count them one, two, three, four Los Angeles sheriff's officials have been found dead in the last 48 hour period in alleged suicides. What is going on? Law enforcement officials found four Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department employees dead on Monday and Tuesday in what officials described as unrelated suicides, according to multiple reports. Unrelated. Doesn't make any sense to be unrelated. Four, what are the odds that that two um, LAPD sheriffs or Los Angeles sheriffs died in a 48-hour period? And here we have four. The odds of four suicides in 40 hours is extremely unlikely, and one has to wonder if there was any connection between multiple between those multiple deaths. And guys, we know, we know, we question everything at this point, and we know that it wasn't suicide. Um, my first guess, my opinion, Hillary Clinton had something to do with it. But now, in all, in all seriousness, um, this wasn't an accident. The question is, is what did they do? What did they know? What were they murdered for? I highly doubt it was suicides. Um, so today. Ivanka or Ivanka's testimony is already a complete sham. So she had to go speak um, in the court hearing in New York with Trump today. The judge is allowing email drafts, not not emails, email drafts into evidence as it, as they um, constituted the actual terms of any deal, which they didn't. He's ignoring statutes of limitations, and that Ivanka herself isn't a defendant. Um. The, the person that was actually covering this had to walk out. He was just so infuriated by this. This judge is absolutely corrupt. His wife um, has posted all kinds of like, not just anti-Trump stuff. That'd be one thing. But the stuff she's posting is just vile. You know, um, Trump in jail. Like they're obviously Trump haters. Her husband is too, who was the judge who was ruling over this. They didn't allow a jury. Um, This is just unbelievable. And I'll tell you right now, I can promise you this. If Trump ends up in jail, there will be a civil war. People are going to rise up, even the ones that don't necessarily care for Trump, because this isn't about Trump. This has nothing to do with Trump. This has to do with an American citizen being going through fraudulent crimes or being accused of stuff 
that he didn't do, manipulated stuff. They're not allowing certain witnesses to come in to talk as far as Trump goes. They're allowing hearsay coming in from the other side. It's just, it's unbelievable. Um, the system is broken. And, you know, as Americans, I don't, look, if Biden, and I, you know how I feel about Biden, man, can't stand him. But if Biden was being put into the same situation, I would be pissed off and I would go to war in, in not behalf of Biden, but in the half of an American citizen not being treated fairly like everyone else constitutionally in court. And we should all feel this way. It's not a matter of who it is. It's the fact that an American citizen is not getting the rights that our Constitution provides for us for a fair justice. And that's what it is. So if Trump ends up going down, I can promise you. Definitely the MAGA people are going to rise up because at that point, they're going to be like, what else do we have? Where else can we go? Um, and and I think that America should too. And I, like I said, I don't want a civil war. I would love this to all be passive. But at the same time, we got to do something. Um, this one kind of goes back here to what I was saying earlier about the defect in the computers and so forth, sending information over to Australia. So what Jonathan has proven, Jonathan was the guy that actually went through and did this research and found all this stuff. What Jonathan has proven live is that our systems are completely compromised. Malicious files that give Australia access to election data. This is just Kentucky. He discovered shenanigans in other states as well live yesterday as voting was happening. Um, let me go back and get the rest of this. So I can. He says, there is no honest election. Ground game and issues do not matter with compromised systems. GOP, AZGOP, Jeff DeWitt's... Um, we, the people, deserve honest elections. It's not too late to support Maricopa GOP in person. Vote, show ID, and hand count at the precinct level for the primary. It can be set up quick. We have plenty of people that will volunteer. And once again, we're not going to get anywhere in this broken system. Things need to be changed. We need to go back. We, it was more fair back in the day than it is today, especially when you're dealing with the mail-in voting and stuff in many of these states. It just give them an opportunity to cheat. And then what do they do? They come up with weird things like, oh, polls had a, a water main leak or a gas leak. And they shut them down to do their rabble rousing and get more ballots in there so they can fill the quote of what they need to get their people elected. And then all of a sudden, late at night, here we go. We saw it in the 2020 election. More than likely happened in 2016. I have no idea how Trump won that election. No. I still don't know how Trump won 2016 and then ended up losing 2020 when he actually had the power to do something while he was in office. This is none of this is making any sense to me. Um, so this is uh, Anthony Spiesel. Um, it was a, a he was replying to um, you go ahead and open up this whole thing. He was prying um, to Brad Gates, who is a, a friend of ours. Love him. Um, he is the the husband of the girl that you hear singing the song at the beginning of my show and the national anthem at the end, who is uh, Abby and uh, Blue Eyes is, is her um, stage name. Awesome people, love them. Um, yeah, eventually we'll amazing. get them on, but they do shows as well. So it's a matter of finding that time. Um, so what Matt Gates, or excuse me, what Brad Gates had said, well, we know the Dems cheat a lot. So it's frustrating when the big named influences bemoan voter Trump turnout implying that the sole reason for our loss, but could it be a combination of both? Honestly, curious what you guys think. Um, and then the reply that, that was replied to this was from Anthony Spezel, Spezel. And he says, 
I think that there's some point that you are frustrated and don't vote. And, and that's what I was saying earlier. And I agree with him hundred percent. I go back to the last four mayor races here in New York. Bloomberg changed the rules for himself. I want, um, I want fooled by, or I want be fooled by him. He was never a Republican. How did the big bird win twice? I never met anyone who admitted to voting him or claiming to like him. Adam is a big bird light. Um, talking about the new mayor. Um, how do these people keep winning? Every year they claim Republicans don't come out and vote. That's BS because we all wanted those guys out of office. Then we have to listen to people on our side tell us that we deserve their policies, like what's going on here. And that's one thing that you'll never hear me say. You'll never hear me say, California, New York, you get what you voted for. Because not everybody voted for that. As a matter of fact, more people voted the other way, but cheating is what got them in there. And, you know, so I will never clump or categorize states together and say, well, you guys deserve what you voted for. Yeah. Are there some idiots out there that vote the wrong way and vote for the wrong people, this progressive movement of communism? Absolutely there are. But there's more people that don't. And there's still those people out there, even if it's not the majority, that go out and vote the right way in order to fix this problem, and they end up getting screwed. So, like I said, the last thing you'll ever hear come out of my mouth is say you get what you voted for because there's a lot of really good people out there that ended up in this really crappy situation. So my suggestion to them, move to another state. Go somewhere that is going to be more conservative and then pray that it doesn't get messed up like this red state of Kentucky. Absolutely. Great example. Man, that was a big old shocker. Mm -hmm. um, so eight people are dead, including two innocent Americans after a human smuggler driving a vehicle full of illegal immigrants crashed head on into an SUV while evading police in Batesville, Texas, killing everyone in both vehicles. Open borders are deadly. And this is just one example, not to mention all the fighters and sleeper cells that are coming in here the fentanyl that's coming up in here, the child trafficking and so forth, shut the borders down. Johnson, get off your ass and make this a priority. Forget Israel, just like with the GOP debate tonight, all right? In case you guys didn't know, there was another GOP debate that took place in Florida today. And boy, it was kind of stupid. But um, they asked every question that get me. First off, what the heck is NBC doing? Ronna McDaniel, why would oh, you, she's bad. yeah, why not get, you know, anyone else? Like, come yeah. on, there's got to be some conservatives out there that you can get to run these debates. But instead they get like CBS and NBC, which is ridiculous. And Ronald McDaniel is the one who is responsible for getting these things going. So all the questions that were asked were all about Ukraine, Israel, Thai, you know, just everything but America. Look, we're not the police of this world. Nope. We, we aren't the they saviors are. of, of other countries. You know what I'm saying? We don't need to be involved in this stuff. We need to take care of our own country first, and then we can help out other countries. I have no problem with helping other countries out, but we need to take care of America. We need to get the vets taken care of. We need to get the homeless off the streets. We need to get the drug problems fixed. We need to take care of child trafficking. We need to get rid of the indoctrination in the schools. I can go on and on and on. Matter of fact, I could do a whole show just on the crap that we need to take care of here in our own country. America first. It doesn't mean we're a bunch of racist nationalists. What this means is that we want our country to be thriving before we help another country. It's that simple. Look, I'm a Scot and I love the country that I'm living in right now. Absolutely love America. And I care more about America. Why? Because I'm living right here 
than I do about Scotland. Do I want to see Scotland go into the hole that it's going into and becoming basically a Muslim nation? No, I don't want to see that. But take care of your own first. It's no different. We want to take care of our neighbor living across the street, but we need to take care of our own household before we take care of that neighbor. And then what we have left over, because there's always room to help, but we need to take care of our own country first and foremost. Livin, I know you agree with that. Oh, absolutely. I think it's ridiculous. And she, she really isn't doing much for the GOP anyway. I, I you know, she no. hasn't. I, I really think that there should be like a two-year limit and they should move on. Well, Scott Pressler would be yes. perfect for that job. Absolutely. Absolutely would. perfect. The reason he's not going to be in that position is because he's MAGA. It's not because he's gay. It's because he is a MAGA supporter and they will not get him in there because guess what he would do? He would do what's right. He would get the GOP strong again. See, Ronna McDaniel, as Livin said earlier, she's a good fundraiser. Yes. But what's the point of fundraising money yeah. if you're just going to hand it over to other people? Matter of fact, it, would, would it surprise you one bit if Ronna McDaniel wasn't supporting and giving money to Bashir? Wouldn't surprise me. No, it wouldn't surprise me at all. You know, especially it's like it's like, you know, Trump says, I support you. And then she's like, and I am taking your money away. Yes, exactly. Virginia. What is wrong with Virginia? Just elected a transgender to their state Senate. Oh, my gosh. God help us. How could that possibly be? I, I just don't know. I just I, I want to go look and find out who the heck she was. He was running against. Yeah. Me, yeah, me too. You know what I mean? How bad is the person that they are running against if you're voting this thing in there? And, and literally transgender comes up and, and starts running for office. What do you think they're going to do? Help the vets feed no. the poor? No, no. they're going to start pushing more indoctrination crap in, into our, our, our schools. That's what they're going to do. And she's in the state Senate too. Yeah. State Senate. He, I should say. He, yeah. Um, so breaking the seven Nashville law enforcement officers have just been placed on administrative leave in connection with the release of the Nashville manifesto. Um, seriously? Yeah. Seriously. You know, it, it's, they were, they were more interested in getting these seven officers than they were actually relieving this manifesto. Yeah. Isn't that and terrible? Lens, I agree. AI voters that you were, when you deal with computers, you're dealing with all kinds of unknowns. Um, half the people don't understand what makes their computer run or, or how their TV works or how radio signals get into their radio. So how do you expect anybody to understand how these machines work and the, you know, the laws of them not supposed to be connected to the Internet and so forth? So, yeah, AI is going to be a big problem coming up as well. Once again, more and more unknown variables with technology, especially when you're dealing with these elections. So, um, this is from a storm has arrived who I follow on Twitter. Every time Trump is asked about how 2024 elections will be different in terms of stopping the cheating, he deflects and doesn't answer the question. Um, however, earlier today, he was asked the question again. And in the midst of deflecting, he said something I think is important. We did great against him referring to Biden. And I believe that we won by a tremendous amount and we have proof of it. And we're releasing the proof. It'll come up a lot over the next period of a few months. And then he says, think about that. If hard evidence showing what they did in 2020 is revealed to the masses shortly before the next election, 
it's going to be a lot harder for them to do it again because timing is everything. And although I disagree with him to a point, we need to fix the system, I do agree with this. We've seen this over and over again. People memory whole things quick. So much is happening in our world so fast that we forget the we forget what happened to things earlier. Um, so you kind of have to start doing this to where it's so close to an election that people can't forget about it. Um, I can't wait that long, to be honest with you. That's a, that's a whole year before even the election. And then, I, as I said before, you know, as dangerous as things can get between, you know, I mean, we got, look what we've got running our country right now. Yeah. As dangerous as things can get between now and the next election, there's not going to be a more dire and dangerous time than if Trump wins the election in 2024 between the months of the beginning of November and the 20th of January. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be nuts because at that point, the, the ship is sinking. What are these idiots and evil people willing to do if they know that they lost, you know, because if they lose this next election and Trump is, is, and I do my quote things, who he says he is, the deep state's done, over. Hillary said, if Trump wins, our country is over. No, 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 what you meant to say, mm -hmm. yeah, what you meant to say was over. the deep state is over. Yeah. And Lens, I agree with you, burn it all down. We need to burn the system down, but they have plans on burning the whole country, country down. down. I can promise you that. If Trump ends up winning, the most dire times we'll ever see in our lives or that we have seen in our lives will be between November and January when the next president is sworn in and it's going to get nasty. Um, you know, that's, I'm just, that's why I'm getting used to, to carrying my, my buddy on my side around with me at this <laughs> point, because I mean, even in this place right here, you never know you what's going to happen. Um, so looks like we have another coincidence on our hands, guys. So multiple CNN things, uh, study says COVID-19 vaccines provide protection for pregnant and lactating women. Oh, OBGYN associations recommend all pregnant people get vaccinated. CDC strengthens recommendation for pregnant women to get vaccinated. CDC pregnant women get vaccinated against COVID-19. And then today, what do we have here? U.S. infant mortality rate rises for the first time in more than 20 years. I wonder if that has something to do with the other. I bet Just it does. Pure evil. More than 20 years, exactly. So it's the vaccinations. And, you know, we were reading something the other day that talks about the vaccinations in the 60s and the 70s compared to what we have today oh, we've got like 30 more vaccinations today that are like mandatory vaccinations than we did back when we were all little little rugrats running around um yeah, and i agree. tell you babylon must fall jay woo yeah. yes i agree with you 100 um yeah exactly true patriot never leave home without that little friend ever i um, agree with you steve stop all vaccines yeah, exactly. Steve. There is no reason for them. No, all vaccines must go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. This is nuts, Lens. I, I don't, this is just, my mind gets blown every single day. And, you know, I do a lot. I mean, I, I pray my prayers multiple times a day. I pray them in my head. I pray them before I get up um, during the day. I pray before I go to bed. I pray on the show. We pray together, mm -hmm. um, you know, but then I have my extra little prayers, you know, the I'm sorry, God prayers, <laughs> you know, because I, I, I get real pissed sometimes. I get pretty angry and I'm a really, I'm a chill guy. I'm a very relaxed, you know, living, I'll tell you that. She, I'm a very relaxed guy. 
it's hard to like get under my skin. I can deal with just about anything, but I can't deal with watching our country fall. Mm -hmm. I can't deal with watching the kids be destroyed like they are and indoctrinated. I can't deal with a lot of this stuff. So I do have these like bouts of just not angry where I start like punching fists through walls, but you know, just where I, where I start thinking about what can I do? Unchristian thoughts. Yeah, exactly. You know, so then I, I catch myself. Thank you, Lord, for blessing me with the ability to at least recognize my wrongs so that I can apologize for them. Um, but I certainly wish that I didn't have to apologize as much as I do some days. Well, Montana dude was saying 96 are on schedule from birth to death. Wow. Is that just, and think about that. They want you to start your kids at what, three months? Is it three to six? I'm yeah. sorry. Uh, my oh, yeah. daughter hasn't vaccinated her children, so. No, they start them earlier. There's um, three. I had a friend, and it, it was a, an interesting conversation, whose daughter went in to have a baby. He was there with them because um, he was helping kind of like midwife, but he was there helping with the, you know, with the birth. And they were like, no, you can't take the placenta. You can't take, you know, any of that stuff. We want to take it home with us. So they wanted to, they wanted to bring it home with them to, to dispose of it because they didn't want this the baby's DNA get in anyone's hands. And, but this is where we are today. The little things that you never thought about before that you got to be careful about. Um, yeah. cause they will take your DNA and who knows what they're going to do with. They will do anything they possibly can at this point. So it's interesting to have that conversation. Um, yeah, Pamela, I agree. Midwife. Use a midwife at all possible. That's when my daughter had a holistic doctor, which was really neat because she did a wonderful job with her and yeah. she hasn't like she knew at the beginning in that she was not going to vaccinate her children yeah so this is kind of hilarious so i'm just going to play it for you listen to this and welcome to a special edition of meet the press now coming to you live from beautiful miami florida as we count down to the third republican presidential debate hosted by nbc news I'm Garrett Hake, live from our NBC News Debate Hall Spin Room, where we are just hours away from five Republican candidates taking the stage. Tonight, it's arguably a game of survival, as the field faces major questions about the state of their own campaigns and the state of this race, with frontrunner Donald Trump maintaining his commanding lead and once again skipping the contest. This is Ron DeSantis, an establishment rhino that wears insoles in his boots in order to look taller, and this is Nikki Haley. Nobody really gives a shit about Nikki Haley. This guy is probably just a stagehand. Who the fuck invited this guy? And this guy is probably just delivering pizzas. Anyway, nobody cares about these bullshit rhino debates, especially when you know that Donald Trump is going to kick some ass tonight. Oh my God, it is hilarious. That was so funny. <laughs> he wears high heeled boots, it's right, true. That's some honest reporting. And, and it all started, I, know, I think, was the flight work Mary's that caught that about the spin room? Yep. It's that, that's honest reporting right there. Right. Uh, that was good. I'd watch the news again if I, I know. <laughs> I watch it all the time. If that was honest like that, yeah. Um, so you can't make this up. Senior VP of Customer Operations of Election Systems and Software, the company responsible for the Pennsylvania votes, flipping says it was a human error. Someone on our team programmed this the election, and it's like all no big deal you know yeah. that's the way that they kind of came across and it's like that's a big deal you know what i'm saying once again it's a huge big arrest huge. the guy arrest everyone else that was involved in this and this didn't get any coverage on the news they, they're, they're not talking about this and and this was 
the people that did it were admitting to it. Um, I mean, oh my gosh. They should redo the election there. They should. They should they redo, should redo all the, the elections. Voting there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because here's the thing get these elections, get them next week. Don't give them enough time to mm-hmm. come up with the extra ballots, votes, and all the other um, illegal things that they're doing to rig these elections. Yep. That's what you need to do. And I can promise you this it would be a whole different election. And that would be a lot of exposure too. Um, so this is good. Not a fan of Vivek Ramaswani um, as far as running for president or anything like that. But I will give him credit where credit is due for what he said on his very first question during tonight's debate. Swami, let me turn to you. Uh, please make your case. Why would you, uh, why should you be the nominee and not the former president? I think there's something deeper going on in the Republican Party here, and I am upset about what happened last night. We've become a party of losers at the end of the day. We have a cancer in the Republican establishment. Let's speak the truth. I mean, since Ronna McDaniel took over as chairwoman of the RNC in 2017, we have lost 2018, 2020, 2022, no red wave that never came. We got trounced last night in 2023. And I think that we have to have accountability in our party. For that matter, Ron, if you want to come on stage tonight, you want to look the GOP voters in the eye and tell them you resign, I will turn over my yield my time to you. And frankly, look, the people there cheering for losing in the Republican Party. Think about who's moderating this debate. This should be Tucker Carlson, Joe Rogan, and Elon Musk. We'd have 10 times the viewership asking questions that GOP primary voters actually care about and bringing more people into our party. You think the Democrats, and we've got Kristen Welker here, you think the Democrats would actually hire Greg Gutfeld to host a Democratic debate? They wouldn't do it. And so the fact of the matter is, I mean, Kristen, I'm going to use this time because this is actually about you in the media and the corrupt media establishment. Ask you the Trump-Russia collusion hoax that you pushed on this network for years. Was that real or was that Hillary Clinton made up disinformation? Answer the question. Go. So um, Truth Patriot, he says name dropping for votes and is pathetic. And I agree with that. But here's my opinion on this. I think Ron Swamy knows that he's not going to be president, yes. that he's not going to end up winning the primary. So he's utilizing his time right here to go after these people. And I can at least respect that he I called out that. the media and so mm-hmm. forth like that. But I do agree that name dropping is pretty pathetic if you're trying to. But I, I think he knows he's not going to get this. Um, and someone brought up a very good um, explanation or a good point today. I don't like this guy for running for president, but I think. If he was to get Ron McDaniel's position, oh yeah, um, I think mm-hmm. that he may be a good fit for that. I don't know if I can trust him fully, but that's less power than someone running our country. But I mean, if he comes in with this kind of attitude, um, I think that he would definitely be a better put in that position than Ron McDaniel. She needs to go. She really does. She needs to get the boot. I haven't been a fan of hers forever. Never. Since she's she, yeah. She's on what's it? She's a. She's a, a niece of uh, somebody. Yeah. Yeah. She's, uh, so you guys will, will tell me who. who yeah. Um, Ro- Romney. Romney. Yeah. Mitt Romney. Yeah. She's Romney's niece. Well, there niece. you go. <laughs> that, that's enough said. That, right yeah. There. Exactly. You know, so then that brings you back to the point is why does Trump support her? Yeah. I, yeah. Let's call him. Yeah. Let me <laughs> let me call him right now. On the live. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Mr. Trump. What the hell are you thinking? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pull your head out. But one thing that was pretty cool at the debate, um, everyone in the crowd started chanting, um, we want Trump. Yeah. So Trump wasn't even there. The, I I looked at two different, um, the same, uh, 
I looked at the same channels. Um, I think there was a 58 to 60,000 people watching the GOP de debate and 130,000 people watching a Trump rally, which basically is the same thing as every other Trump rally. So that should tell you everything. He doubled the numbers, over doubled the numbers um, as far as viewership. And he never, I mean, he may throw a couple of new things out there. But overall, a Trump rally is a Trump rally. If you've seen one, you've seen them all. Mm -hmm. um, so once again, House Oversight issues subpoenas on Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, Biden family, and the business associate Ron Walker, which I think is amazing. I'm so glad to see that. Um, then we got uh, the VP of um, Customer Operations of the Voting Machines Company that flipped votes says that it was human error by somebody. So there's multiple um, sources that has covered the same exact thing. Um, but once again, why is nobody doing anything about it? Why are they just talking about it? Why doesn't it make the mainstream media? Um, yeah, I'm cracking my bones again. Actually, I uh, forgot to get the WD-40 today, <laughs> and I didn't want to spray it right before the show because I may pass out somewhere in the middle of talking because WD-40 in this little room is pretty strong. So I, I told um, Rena to write it on your hand <laughs> <laughs> so that we can get to it tomorrow morning before we do anything else and then the smell will be gone by the time we do the show so this is interesting here so have you guys heard of what's called the devil comet three times the size of Mount Everest um, and, and this thing apparently sprouted horns Ooh. yeah so it's like literally a devil comet um, 18 miles in diameter and described as a cold volcano because it violently ejects ice and gas, which produce Whoa. horns. So I guess, uh, the devil comet is a pretty good, a pretty good name for whatever this thing is. Um, more propaganda going on. There was a video that, that popped up of Hamas propaganda, literally a bunch of children laying on the ground and they're putting makeup on it to make them look like they're all like bloody and oh, dead. Oh, that's bad right there. Yeah. Um, then we've got uh, U.S. warplanes carried out a strike on Iran-linked weapons storage facility in eastern Syria in response to attacks against American personnel. Pentagon chief said this. So we're supposedly not in this war, but apparently we are in this war. And they're not talking about it, but we need to just not get involved in this crap. You know what I'm saying? Until we get pulled into it on our own land and our own country. And then at that point, we need to spend less time going off and bombing other people and take care of our own country you know so um and there's multiple instances of u.s drones aircraft and everything else being shot down stay out of this war guys the, you know, it's all about the money it's not about protecting anybody or saving lives or anything like that this is these are endless wars these wars weren't meant to be won they were meant to go on forever and now they've got the great game as going from one war to the other to the other so we will go from israel to uh Taiwan and then from Taiwan to the Jub Jub Islands over in the North Pacific and and it, it's just gonna it's gonna move on and on and on and on so CNN is shot by their own poll so I'm gonna play this clip for you real quick fun seeing how CNN reacts to their own poll showing Trump crushing Biden in the general election well let's roll the tape there is a lot of substance in this poll. Uh, let's start with what you see as the biggest headline here. Yeah, Aaron, there is a lot in this poll. And again, this is a poll. It's a snapshot in time. It's a year out. Uh, but it is instructive as it sets the stage. Take a look at the horse race here between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. You see that Donald Trump 
has a narrow lead among registered voters, 49% to 45%. That's just outside the margin of error. Okay, so just outside the margin error, you hear how they worded that? It's a close call, it's a nail biter, all right? But what he's failing to mention is that not even four months ago, Biden was ahead of Trump by 12 points. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. kind of a big deal. So they're, 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 they're making it sound like this is a nail biter. It's going to be close, but they're not saying that just in the last three to four months, Trump has jumped up to being ahead from being 12 behind. That's a pretty big deal. I'd be worried about that, but it's amazing the spin that these guys will put out there just to convince people that, uh, there's nothing to worry about. Um, next, uh, I'm going to just play this clip for you real quick. And I apologize. This is cabbage patch kid, but still Lord. It's just breaking right now. The House Oversight Committee has issued subpoenas for um, Hunter Biden, James Biden, and Biden Family Business Associate Rob Walker. Do you have a comment on that? So look, as you just mentioned, it's just breaking. Uh, so I don't have this information in front of me. I'm just hearing from you. Uh, certainly, I would refer you to any uh, of the, the personal representatives on, on this, uh, on, on your question. But I will have to say something that I've said many times. Uh, this is an investigation. Uh, that has been going on for a year now and has turned up zero evidence of wrongdoing by the president uh, because there is none. There, there is none? None? There is none. I, I, none? <laughs> I, guys, let's go back and watch the last year of Kilted Christian, epi or Kilted Christian episodes and let's see what kind of stuff that we could find. Apparently, she doesn't listen to our show, so she doesn't know what's going on. But, you know, it's crazy. There's, there's nothing there. There's a whole lot there. These guys are corrupt as sin. And, uh, but once again, she's like really a master at spin. Her, I don't know who was, who was more evil and better at their job, her or Pisaki. I don't know. So Minnesota Supreme Court dismisses insurrection clause challenge, allowing Trump to remain in the 2024 primary ballot. So I guess that's, that's kind of good news. Yeah, that's one good thing. Um, our elections are rigged but not for the reasons that people are focusing on. We are going to lose everything if the people don't understand what's really happening. It's not ballot harvesting or voting machines, which it is. It's not the unethical poll workers either, which it is. Republicans will never win the majority of any state again if we do not fix the problems. I promise you, real Donald Trump will not be president in 2025, and there's nothing that we can do about it. This problem is the biggest problem that we have faced. So many people are not focused on it. Many people don't even know about it. If we took a Google out of the equation, Trump would have won 11 out of 13 swing states last election and certainly the popular vote. Google single-handedly responsible for handing Biden the eight swing states. And I believe there's way more than that, but Google's a big part of it because they remove anything that is that we need to, we're supposed to be in a fair system to where, you know, you put, even if you don't like the opponent, you allow both opponents to talk about what their their ideas are, what they plan for the country. And so forth. they don't do that with Trump or anything mentioned about Trump or any pro-Trump. You have to go like four or five like Google pages back to find anything. But everything that's supporting the Democrats is always on top. That's what you're going to find. Boom, 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 boom. And I've tested this on multiple occasions. Um, and that's the truth. I'm not going to play this little clip for you because there's a whole lot of language. Um the reason I'm bringing this up is because um, this woman right here, there are two black um, drill sergeant commanders. Um, it looks like Marines, all right? And they're literally demeaning and yelling at the white people, putting them in position. One of them is telling them to stand up. The other one's telling them to sit down. 
with very, very, very harsh words and so forth. But this is the thing, equity, not not equality, nope. equity. Mm-hmm. We're going to, you know, so what they did is they've been pushing this whole equity thing for a while. They've moved people that really shouldn't be in the positions. Look, you, you should never put a racist in charge of a platoon. No. Because all they're going to do is demean not. half the people. And this is what's going on right now in our military. But on that note, if you ever wonder if we're going to war, we're going to war, guys. And I'll tell you how I know this. You remember the Army commercials over the last couple of years have been all about equity and, you know, promoting, you know, uh, the people of color and so forth and transgender. And they've been doing everything they can to push this woke movement. Go watch any military commercial right now. Yes. They're back on pushing the white people. The white people. That's how I know we're about to go to war. Send your white children. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I'm going to have, I have a bunch more news, but I want to get onto the topic, but I do want to play this real quick. This is very important. Pay close attention to what this guy's saying. Watch it. Won't even allow it to play. <laughs> it's going. Spin, 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 spin. Well, anyways, I'll go ahead and tell you what, what they won't play. Um, obviously they definitely don't want you to hear what this guy's saying. So there's a new bill being pushed through a couple of count Garcia Warren are pushing this bill in order to take away our ability to buy bulk ammunition. They're going to remove it to where no one in this country can buy bulk ammunition as well as I can't purchase ammunition and hand them over to Rena. I can't purchase ammunition and hand them over to Bob. I can't gift Kitty to Karen with some ammunition as a gift. Can't do that, according to this bill. And it's very vague right now. What does bulk ammo mean? See, when I think bulk ammo, I think about buying a crate of 100 100, uh, freedom spreaders or 100 freedom seeds, all right? To them, bulk ammo is probably like a case of 20. Oh, yep. Yeah. So once again, guys. They're trying hard. Go buy ammo. ammo get as much as you possibly can because if this goes through we're screwed and like i said they will be the ones no different than the whole um you know assault rifle thing or assault weapon which could literally be a knife a pencil uh, a handgun or anything like that they're very vague so they can go after everything um at this point right now like i said now they're going to be going after our ability to buy ammunition and it gets even crazier you will have to be background check yep. for any ammunition that you purchase. That's what these bill. This is what this bill is pushing. This is so new that they don't even have a, a number for this bill. Um, like I said, you're going to be hearing about this in the news. I can guarantee it because I love talking about this stuff. Um, but yeah, get prepared right now, right now. Um, and then one more thing um, before I go into the night's topic as well, which I found to be pretty interesting. Well, a couple more things actually real quick. Um, first off, the Vatican allows baptizing transgender Catholics, breaking news from around the world. So, okay, what are your guys' opinions on, on this in particular? Vatican allows baptizing transgender. Okay, I, I think everyone in this world needs to be baptized, but you also need to abide by God's law. What's the point of a baptism if you're still going to be a tranny? You know, it, it makes no sense to me whatsoever. This is disgusting, and this is our pope. This is the leader of the Catholic Church. The leader of the Holy See is the one that that made this happen. And then finally, and this is just really weird too, um, King Charles confirms UK smoking ban. Check this out, guys. I believe in freedom. Even if something's bad for you, I believe in the freedom to, to do it. 
Prime Minister of the United States or the United Kingdom, um, Rishi Sunak, has introduced new legislation, which means that nobody born after January 2009 will ever legally be able to buy cigarettes. And the king <laughs> confirms this. Oh my God. Once again, I don't want to encourage anybody, you know, um, no. you know, smokes heavy tobacco, but you should still have the right to do so. Do so, yes. And and once again, so anyone who was born after two, or excuse me, yeah, after two thousand and nine, will never legally be able to smoke cigarettes. Yeah, crazy, That's crazy. And then uh, I'm just going to word this real quick. Not going to play the video. Um, they are finally Elon Musk is finally asking for human trials in order to get Neuralink. So people are going to volunteer to get a little square cut out of their skull, electronics put in there, and it's not even going to be done by a human. It's going to be done by a robot. So a robot is going to implant a robot into your head. Um, you know, and, and this is transhumanism. This is, this is anti-God, um, but they're pushing it through right now. So for all those people out there that are arguing, and I know it's not many of you, but that are arguing that Elon Musk is a good guy. He's on our side. He has our best interests in mind. He's all about free speech. Yeah, he also created Neuralink, transhumanism. Not a good guy whatsoever. All right, guys. Whew. That's enough news for the night. And I had a whole lot more too, but I want to get into the topic, something a little bit more upbeat. And what's more upbeat? I'm talking about Jesus. So last night as I was laying down, um, you know, trying to so wind down for the night, um, God was like put into my head Matthew 5, 5. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. And this is a conversation that I've had before. I've had it with Jeff multiple times. And the big question is, what is what is meek? What is meek? What do people take as what the word meek means? What does meek actually mean according to Scripture? So in Matthew, we encounter a list of people who receive blessings in a section known as the uh, uh, Beatitudes. Matthew 5, 1 through 12. One group of people mentioned the meek have a negative connotation in today's world because we, we hear the word meek and we think weak. We think, you know, wussy. Um, one instance can be seen in pop culture. One of the characters in The Handmaiden's Tale, uh, Margaret Atwood, misuses the phrase blessed be. Now, blessed be is kind of weird for me too because if you go back into early pagan lore, blessed be was the words that they would use. And it's also a Christian term as well. Um, but she used blessed be to indicate that people must exercise meekness in the presence of oppressors, mm -hmm. seeming to leave out the end of the phrase found in Matthew, for they will inherit the earth. Um, so, but misuse of the verse aside, meekness doesn't appear to have a high place in our society. Meekness, we've been taught, we've been educated that it's defined, you know, as, as, as a weakness. Um, but meekness defined here by the King James Bible as gentleness or the state of not being provoked easily by an enemy or oppressor has virtually no place in a revenge-based world that we live in. So in this article um, that I'm going to kind of go through bit by bit, and this was, I, like I said, I read a whole bunch of different articles and stuff on this as well as the scripture. Um, this one right here I love because it kind of breaks a lot down. So um, what does it mean to be meek and why is it a blessed trait? So we might have a different idea of meekness and our culture than in Jesus's days. So let's dive into some uh, antonyms, um, commentaries, translations, finding the meaning of the word. So to be meek is to be gentle, to be humble, to be lowly. The meek are the gentle. Those who do not assert themselves over others in order to further their own agendas and their own strength 
but who will nonetheless inherit the earth because they trust in God to direct the outcome of events. Um, so, um, and like I said, as we, in today's world, it's been defined to us to be something that we should be ashamed of. Like you don't want to be a meek person, but meek isn't what scripture had composed it to be. So the opposite of meekness is defined um, in the Webster dictionary as agnostic, pompous, haughty, and aggressive. So though this um, we see in different pictures of meekness, it isn't a doormat um, mentality or silence in the face of injustice. That's not what meek is. Instead, it doesn't retaliate when wrong and doesn't exude pride and narcissism. So the type of person most people would think would rule the earth likely exhibit some of the traits listed um, above. So at least it fits the bill for the Roman emperors during the times of Jesus. Um, I would say that Trump could take a lesson in meekness. It doesn't make you weak to be meek. That just means that you have the strength to stand by when someone else is stabbing you on the back and raising your head higher. But it doesn't mean that if you're being encroached on or your family's in danger, that we're supposed to sit by and watch it happen. It doesn't mean that when the world is coming after you and trying to rule you through tyrannical government, that we're supposed to just sit by and let it happen. That's not what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to step up. We're supposed to do what's right, but we're supposed to do it with a clean and clear head. It kind of falls into what I was talking about the other day about those who um, live by the sword will die by the sword. It doesn't mean not to use the sword. It just means don't let the sword be your first option. Be smart. Go through other methods. If that doesn't work, the sword may be required, but it doesn't mean not to use the sword. So meekness means basically be smart. Go through every option that isn't oppressive or destructive. But if that time comes, be ready to whip the whips and flip the tables like Jesus did. That's not meek. Jesus did what he needed to do. So does the translation impact the meaning of Matthew 5, 5? So let's take a look for a few translations of this verse. Note the most translations, regardless of the time period, keep very simple wording with one modern exception. So I'm going to read you just a couple of versions um, of the way that it's written. So in NIV, blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. In King James Version, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Um, in the ESV, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. The message, you're blessed when you're content with um, just who you are. No more, no less. That's the moment that you find yourselves proud owners of everything that can't be brought. So apart from the message, most translations appear have almost identical wording with the couple, you know, the big difference would be the will and the shall, which is basically the same thing. So as for the message translation, it's interesting to note that the translators interpreted meekness to mean accepting the gifts God has given to us. The opposite of meekness does also um, mean envious. So when we don't envy our gifts, we embrace who God created us to be and his distinct purpose for our lives, giving credit to the God, to God for giving us the ability to do what we do, to be competent and ready for the missions that we're being set on, but giving God the grace. You know, when, when we had issues at Bards Fest, great example, um, you know, we sat down. Sometimes it took us five minutes to, to sit back with a problem. And I, I, appreci I appreciate my partner for being there to help me through these things during that time. Um, 
But the thing is, though, is that every time um, that Matt and I finished anything, you know, I'm fixing a problem or anything, we prayed to God and we thanked him for getting us through this. That is meekness. Mm -hmm. It's not taking credit for fixing it yourself. It's thanking God for giving you the ability to think straight, to, you know, fix these as quickly as we possibly can, but giving God the credit because, like I said, God works through us in everything that we do. And to be a meek person isn't to take credit for yourself, but to hand that credit over to the Heavenly Father, who is actually the one who makes these things possible. So um, Matthew, um, where, where this came from, was a disciple of Christ and one of the original 12. Um, had he gone by the name Levi, originally a tax collector, one of the most hated people of Jesus's day, he leaves his profession and he joins Jesus in a public ministry. That's one thing that I love about him is who he became after he left that position. So a few decades later, Matthew records the events of Jesus's ministry in the first book we have in the New Testament, even though many of the other books in the New Testament had been written before that. So we run into a brief sermon series toward the beginning of Matthew known as the Sermon on the Mount, which I absolutely love. Some of Jesus's most famous teachings came from that speech on the Sermon of the Mount. Um, he heads the sermon series with the uh, Beatitudes. So what are the uh, Beatitudes? Um, and I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing that. Um, Jesus kicks off the Sermon on the Mount with a list of people who receive a blessing. He said, blessed are the poor in spirit for their kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn for, th for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those are or blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil things against you because of me, Jesus Christ. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they are persecuted the prophets who were before you. That is Matthew 5, 3 through 12. Um, and this right here, like I said, just go through and read Matthew 5, 3 through 12. And literally, this is what we need to emulate during these times right now. This is what we're experiencing. And we're going to be experiencing a whole lot worse as we move forward. Those who love Christ are going to be persecuted for loving him, for following him and for what's doing right. But I'm okay with that because at least I'll know when I leave this earth that I was at least trying my best to follow in the footsteps of our Savior. So most of those who receive blessings would have been the least of these in Jesus' culture, and the meek stand at no exception. So with an oppressor like Rome at the heels of the Israelites, they wanted to do the opposite of gentleness. They wanted to rebel, to crush Rome, and they thought that Jesus would be the man for the job. But that wasn't what Jesus was here for. But Jesus preaches um, a different message here. The bloodthirsty and the revenge-seeking don't receive the earth. The meek do. Guys, it's okay to defend what is ours, but we don't need to be bloodthirsty and start seeking revenge. That justice is going to come from our Heavenly Father. We need to do what we can to protect what is ours. We need to do what we can to protect our families, to watch out for them, and to do everything we can to protect our values, to protect the, the lessons that Christ taught to us. 
but we don't need to be revenge seekers. That's the difference between anger and righteous anger. God asks us to, you know, we're, it's okay to have righteous anger. We shouldn't just sit back and be okay with the indoctrination of our children. We shouldn't sit back and be okay with the tyranny that's happened with our land, but we should also not be bloodthirsty and revenge seeking because that is not who's going to um, receive the earth. Once again, it's the meek that will. Those that can think with a clear head that don't go in with, with regular anger, but defend what is theirs and righteous anger. So what does this verse mean for us? So do Christians have to be meek? Can a bold person inherit the earth? Okay, and I love this right here. Um, so when we ask questions, we seem to misunderstand meekness. After all, Scripture does call us in certain circumstances to be bold. Acts 4.31 is an example. Acts 4.29 2 Corinthians 3.12, we were asked to be bold. But what does this verse not mean? So Christians can often misinterpret this along with the turn the other cheek verse that we find the same sermon series. So meekness does not mean um, remaining quiet when we see injustices take place in the world around us, um, or, or us or simply sitting back and taking abuse in our families, in our church, and in this world. Meekness here means a number of things. So I'm going to go through these with you real quick. So non-retaliation. In Jesus' culture, they operated in the eye-for-an-eye mindset. If someone were to wrong you, you'd wrong them back. The problem was retaliation escalated in a never-ending cycle. Here, Jesus calls us to diffuse the fire before it grows to be dangerous. And we see examples of that. When you go out and you start a war, the war grows, like the Hatfield McCoys. It started off as an argument, ended up in an absolute war because people can't let things go. You can't assume that all people are going to be meek or lovers of Christ. They will escalate it. They will keep it going. We're seeing a billion examples of this right here today. So once again, it doesn't mean to sit back and let this stuff happen or to ignore it. It just means do what you can to de-escalate the problem because you don't want it to escalate to where it gets out of hand, like we're seeing around the world right now. So number two, thankfulness. We ought to be thankful for the gifts God has given us. A worldly leader wants more and more and is envious of the gifts that others um, have that he cannot possess. A godly leader is content with the gifts that God has given him and chooses to honor God with them. We can't, you know, get caught up in the flesh. We can't get caught up on the earth. We need to, whoops, we need to abide by the laws of our kingdom and be thankful for what God has given us without being envious of what someone else has. Because if God gives you something, it's because you need it for your mission. If God hasn't given you something, but he's given it to someone else, it means that they need it for their mission. And we should be satisfied with the gifts that God has given us because we have what we need in our artillery at our disposal as that other person has it with theirs. Don't be jealous. Don't be envious. Be satisfied that we have everything that we need, just like God promised. So number three is joy. No matter how dire the circumstances, a meat person will find joy in knowing the heavenly father has a plan for his life. How do we become meek? We trust that God will handle the enemies that we spurn, that who spurn us. And we exercise gratitude and joy in all circumstances. Revenge belongs to God, period. God alone. Revenge is not ours 
God told us that he was going to come back and he was going to make sure the justice, our job right here is to deescalate or build our army, get people to find the meekness and the humility within their hearts, understanding that part of our religion is based, most of it is based on faith. There's a reason that we have to have faith in what's going on because faith means that we trust our father. If you don't have that faith and you don't trust our father, then you're not living by the laws and you truly don't understand Christianity. And you should get a little bit further and deeper into the Bible to understand this stuff. But once again, revenge is not ours as much as we would like to be as much as I, like I said, I have to, I'm no, I'm no better than anybody. I have to literally apologize to God multiple times. Just like I said earlier, because I do get angry and I start thinking about, oh man, what can I do to be sly um, and take care of this problem? And it is Matt, we are human and it is very hard. And that is so well said. As a matter of fact, um, I talked to Douglas earlier and Douglas said pretty much the same exact thing that you just said. So embracing meekness in today's culture, despite its oppressive portrayal in the handmaiden's tale, meekness isn't the opposite of boldness. It doesn't mean that we simply let oppressors continue to oppress the downtrodden simply because it's not a Christian thing to do, um, to speak up. We weren't meant to be quiet. What did Jesus do when he came across the thieves and the den of thieves within the temple? He got pissed. Mm -hmm. He started whipping whips. He started flipping tables. He wasn't happy, you know, and that was Jesus. That was the sinless man that walked this world. That was a man that we're following. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't mean just sit back and just take it. You know, there's a point, but like I said, we've got to do it the right way. So that's a false betrayal. We see multiple examples in scripture of Christians speaking and acting boldly. However, meekness does look like quenching any fires of retaliation before anyone can really get hurt. And that's the thing, guys. We don't want people to die. We don't want people hurt. Now, we want people to stop doing what they're doing. We want them, to, to, you know, justice to be accountable. And we're not really seeing much of that in our world right now. But I can promise you this. Imprisonment, jail is nothing compared to the wrath that Jesus is going to bring when he walks this earth again. Remember, he left this earth as a lamb, but he's coming back as a lion. And lions are anything but wimpy. They'll take care of the problem. And the biggest, like I said, we they may not get the justice that we like to see here on this earth, but trust me, Christ is going to take care of the problem. And it's not going to be pretty. And I certainly don't want to be in front of that. No. <laughs> if anything, if I'm battling with Christ, I'm going to be behind him Absolutely. or in heaven watching. Um, <laughs> in but, corner. Yeah, exactly. But I certainly don't want to be on the other side of that because it's not going to be pretty. And then once again, what's the worst thing that's going to happen about this period? It's going to be uh, living in hell. And it's not the fire. It's not living around with a bunch of evil people. It's the absence of God. And you know what? There can be an absence of God right here of this earth if you don't have that relationship with them. But trust me, at least now in your worst time, no matter how bad you are, you can still get on your knees at the last minute and pray to Heavenly Father. You can repent for your sins right here on this earth. But when you're in hell, you don't get that opportunity anymore. It wasn't the devil that created hell. God created hell. And, and like I said, once you get down to that little place, the worst part about being in hell is you don't get a chance to talk to God anymore. He's not listening. So a prayer for meekness. And then we'll, um, what time is it? Okay, uh, cool. So we're, we're doing good on time. So we can exercise meekness by trusting in God's plan and finding joy in our circumstances and the gifts that he has given us. The best people who inherit the earth give it back to God. 
who exercise meekness here on this earth. So we need to. And like I said, it doesn't mean to, you know, not have righteous anger. It doesn't mean to stand, you know, to, to stand by and uh, do nothing when people are, are coming after you. We, we were asked to do things. We were asked to change lives. We were asked to point out the sins so that people can understand and hopefully repent. And just like, you know, um, Steve Cusick says, I repent daily. I repent daily. All of us repent daily. Jesus wouldn't have made to die on that cross if um, we didn't need to repent daily. He understood what this earth was about. He understood that evil was around every corner. The devil's trying to do everything he can to pull us off our mission, to pull us off tasks. He understood we were sinners. doesn't mean that we don't need to be sinners. We need to work at it every day, and we do need to repent. God, I'm sorry, and I'm sorry that I'm having to repent for the same thing that I've repented for for the last, like, four years. You know what I'm saying? Like, But nonetheless, every day we're becoming better every day. And it all starts with recognition. That's one thing that we all need to, to recognize is that before we knew Christ, we would do some pretty horrible things or some shady stuff and never think about it. It wouldn't ever cross our mind. But once you understand Christ and understand what he was teaching us and understand the laws and so forth that the Bible gives to us, you become conscious of your errors. So when you do sin, when you do make a mistake, you recognize it like immediately. You had this conscience that you didn't have before. And you're like, oh, man, I did it again. Sorry, God. And that's the thing is that, you know, we our job right now is to be better tomorrow than we are today. And then hopefully one day we'll have all of this behind us, but one day we're going to be in heaven. If you keep on repenting, if you keep that faith, if you stay on your mission, if you spread that gospel and you do all that God asks us to do, we're not going to have this problem anymore. We're going to end up being back home. We're going to be in the, the kingdom and none of the problems that we have here on this earth are even going to exist. There is no sin in heaven because there's no reason to, there's no desire to, Everything is the way that it should be. So this is what we need to keep our focus on. So a prayer for meekness. The world says the, to assert yourself, put yourself forward, grab, fight. The Bible says be meek and you will inherit the earth. When we inherit something we don't work for, um, we don't work for it, but receive it as a gift. God gives the meek everything that they need, not everything they want, everything they need. Those who are meek find deep contentment and joy. So um, we need to keep focused on this. So I say this, Father, we pray today that you would draw us into meekness, into humility. We pray that you would soften our hearts, not harden them, that you would remind us of the gift of gentleness, that you would show us through Jesus how to live and love day by day. We pray that you would forgive us for all of our sins and open our eyes, our hearts, to forgiveness for others in their lives, both the good and the bad. Don't worry about those that transgress against you. Forgive them. Don't forget. Father, we ask that you would help us to guard our speech, that the words that we say would be life-giving and glorifying to you. We are so grateful for your refining fire in our lives. And in your holy name, in Jesus Christ's name, I pray. Amen. Amen. And we're going to get into our, our nightly prayer. But this one right here is specifically for meekness, humility, and understanding. So, guys, I hope you enjoyed this conversation. That was one thing, you know, Jeff and I have had this conversation before, too. And the way that we define things today are different than the way that they were meant in Scripture. And part of that is to deceive us. 
because where Jesus asked us to be humble and asked us to be meek, um, they redefine things today. They make them seem like, well, if you're meek, then you're just a, a wussy person and you can't stand up for yourself and you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that. And, and you should just remain quiet and don't speak up against heresy and tyranny. And that's not what meek is. And that's the importance. You know, one thing that Jeff does, and I absolutely love this, is he he takes the English word and he brings it to Greek. And then he brings it back to Hebrew, you know, mm-hmm. so he brings it back through the, the, you know, what they were meant to be so we can understand what the word meant at the time and not what we take it as today. And the devil and the evil in this world are using all of our words, you know, just like what we would talk about before is taking when people started waking up to witchcraft, they ended up changing it to science. And then they were like, oh, well, science is an awesome thing. You know what I'm saying? So what they do is they restructure things. They redefine things in hopes that we don't understand. And and most of the people fall right back into the same evil that existed back in the day, just under a new term, just like science, pharmacia, witchcraft, evil. You know, um, we need to trust in our Heavenly Father. We need to start um, worrying or appreciating what we that we got what we need and not what we want. And, and I said this the other night, and, and I'll just go ahead and quickly say it again is that if you ever want to know the difference between wants and needs, if you ever have a question, do I need this, do I want it? Picture yourself in an apocalyptic time where you don't have access to the things that we have now. No electricity, no refrigeration, no lights on on your house, no the comforts that we don't have. And then realize how much you would appreciate something that we take for granted now, like the taste of a candy bar, uh, a soda, um, you know, freshly squeezed lemonade. You know what I'm saying? Like the little things that we have access to every day that we can walk out to the store anytime we want to and get. It's a picture of time where you don't have any of that stuff. At that point, how awesome is finding a glass of water? Mm-hmm. How amazing is it to find an unopened pack of ramen noodles? You know what I'm saying? Little mm-hmm. things right here that we turn our nose up at. We don't need the filet mignon. We don't need the New York strip steak. Sometimes chicken nuggets are all that we need. God will give us everything that we need to survive. He gives us shelter, every one of us. And you know what? If you don't have shelter, there's many of us here that yeah, we're like, hey, come over. Mm-hmm. We'll give you shelter. PB&J. See, but Lynn's to me, PB&J is the filet mignon. <laughs> yeah. I love peanut butter. Um, that would be the one thing the hard to do. But rice and beans, Goober exactly. Grape. Goober grape. Steve. <laughs> a, a partner. Exactly, yeah. Wade. You know, it's the things that we take much for granted because we have access to everything, but put yourself into a place in your mind where you have nothing. And then imagine how amazing the things that we take for granted or be the greatest gifts ever. If you're staring at a big giant bar of gold sitting next to a partially filled bottle of water in the times like that, that gold means nothing, nothing but that water it was a gift from God because it's the nourishment that we need. Water, food, shelter, air, most importantly, our Heavenly Father, God. So guys, that being said, I'm going to go ahead and do our ending of the night prayer. So if everybody would please bow their heads, we will get into a little bit of spiritual warfare. Heavenly Father, thank you again for another day. Thank you for speaking to me last night about this lesson. Um, you know, it's good to understand what things meant then and what they are now and to be able to see through this deception. So thank you for giving me the discernment that I asked for and everyone else does too, dear Lord. Thank you for granting them the wisdom, 
the discernment, the strength and the courage that we need right now, the patience that we need right now. But Father, just like the show that we talked about tonight, I ask that you allow us to become meek and to love being meek, dear Lord, to never, ever let a day go by where you don't thank you for the things that we have. Much we take for granted, dear Lord. Let us get to the point where we take zero for granted. Let us appreciate the smallest things, just like I've said before, Father, the simple things, being able to hug your lady, being able to say, I love you to your mom, being able to pet your dog or your cat, being able to have these shows. Dear Lord, there's so many things that we just get so used to that we don't even recognize them as being important anymore. But those are the most important things. Dear Lord, let us let go of the wants. Dear Lord, it's it's okay to venture into that stuff somewhat, dear Lord, but don't let us get tied into it. We don't need the brand new iPhone, Father. We just need a way to communicate with those that we loved. Dear Lord, let us focus on the things that we need and not want. Let us do everything in meekness. Let us have live first and foremost with great humility. Dear Lord, let us understand that everything that happens on this earth, everything that we accomplished is because of you, first and foremost. And then let us thank you for using us to accomplish that, dear Lord, through you. Dear Lord, let us learn the lessons that, that Jesus taught us as he walked this earth. Let us focus more on healing than destroying. Dear Lord, take that out of our heart. Let us not seek revenge, but let us also be ready to protect ourselves, our loved ones, our family, our friends, and everyone else, dear Lord. Let us stand against tyranny, but let us do it in a way that doesn't increase the problem. Dear Lord, if we have a fight, let us make sure that it doesn't go beyond the fight and become a war. Dear Lord, let us all stand high and do everything that you ask us. Let us pray multiple times a day. Let us repent every single day. But dear Lord, also work into our lives to allow us to forgive those that transgress against us, including our enemies. Let us pray for them. Dear Lord, let us build our army, not by destroying theirs, but by pulling them over, making our army bigger. Dear Lord, we're not here to kill people, to hurt people, to harm people, destroy people. Even those people that hate our guts right now, dear Lord, let us learn to love them. When we pray, dear Lord, for their salvation, <clears throat> when we pray for them in general, let us mean it. Let it not be blank words coming from our lips. And sometimes, Father, I would admit, you know this, I will pray for my enemies, but I don't feel it in my heart. So dear Lord, let us all feel it in our heart. Let us love those. Let us learn to be forgiving people. Dear Lord, when someone stabbed us in the back, let us learn to let this stuff go. If it's something that is just superficial, it doesn't matter in the long run. Let us not worry about what other people think of us. But dear Lord, if someone comes to harm us, to harm our families, let us also be ready to pull that sword if necessary. But let us do it in the right way. Never let the sword be the first alternative that we go to. Father, thank you for having patience with us to get us to the point we are today. But dear Lord, I thank you for continuing to work and to continuing to forgive us for the mistakes that we make every single day. But dear Lord, I promise you every night we all do that we'll be better tomorrow than we are today. We may have setbacks, dear Lord, but you're going to get us through that and you're going to forgive us, dear Lord. So let us learn from you the same way unto others. Let us have patience with those, dear Lord, that aren't ready to know you yet. Never let us cease trying to help people find that narrow path to find you so they have that chance of salvation. Dear Lord, let us always recognize that we're not the ones that are introducing or bring them to that salvation. We're only bringing them to the person that can, and that's you. Dear Lord, build our faith more and more every day. 
Give us the courage, the strength, the discernment, and the wisdom that we're going to require as we move forward. Dear Lord, take the fear away from us on those days where they're trying to scare the bejesus out of us. Dear Lord, let us lean on you and let us know that you're always going to have our back and there's nothing to be afraid of. Remove the anxiety, remove the stress, dear Lord, or at least allow us to endure and to get through it. Dear Lord, on those days where we do have fear, give us courage. Let us take that fear and move past it. If we walk into that battlefield, dear Lord, and there's bullets flying past our heads, let us know that you are right there with us. And even if we were to lose our lives on that battlefield, you lost your life. You gave your life in a way worse way than we ever will. And dear Lord, let us never forget that. Let us know that, dear Lord, if we do lose our lives in that battlefield, that we're going to end up in a way better place. And that is in the kingdom, our home, dear Lord. We have work to do right here. So dear Lord, let let us take our eyes off the kingdom, but also let us stop doing what we can on this earth. Let us work here as hard as we can. Let us try to change this world to be a better place. Let us always protect our family. Dear Lord, most importantly, let us protect our children. Let our children be raised in a better way than we are right now. Dear Lord, we thank you for everything you blessed us with, and we always ask that you forgive us for our sins. In Jesus Christ's name and our Heavenly Father's name we pray. Amen. Well, everybody, that was a fun episode. Um, Tomorrow night, we're going to have, uh, I think Livin just put that in here. Yes. So we're going to have Dustin Nemo's, MSM Liars, Boyleman coming on. So if you're going to have any questions for any of them, go ahead and just get them down, write them down, and then put them in the chat tomorrow. It'll be a little bit more organized. Uh, Livin will keep an eye on that, and then she'll start sending or showing them to me so that I can ask those questions to our guests. Um, but I'm always blessed and I'm always thankful that you guys are here with us. You could go anywhere that you want to, and it's just an absolute amazing that you would take your time to spend with us, this wonderful family. And, you know, we just are just as privileged to be here with you guys. Once again, this isn't our show. This is all of our show. Every one of us, not the people on the mic, everyone here in the chat as well. We are growing together. This is our little church. This is a way that we have a better understanding. And if I ever miss um, speak something, if I'm ever wrong or you guys have a different version as to what you take out of a verse or something, feel free to put it in the comments. Feel free to send it to us over in KiltedChristian.com. Guys, this is the point about being humble, to being meek. It's accepting that you're not always going to see things right and then coming back and, and saying what is right. So once again, guys, I love you with all of our heart. Livin loves you with all of her heart. Absolutely. We are so thankful for everything that you do. We will see you tomorrow night. But I do thank you for joining us for Kilted Christian episode 481, The Meek Will Inherit the Earth. Have an absolutely beautiful rest of your night. And I leave you with this. Oh, say can you see By the dawn's early light What so proudly we held at the twilight's last gleaming Whose broad stripes and bright stars Through the perilous fight O'er the ramparts we watched Were so gallantly streaming And the rocket's Thank you.
Have a beautiful night. Thank you for joining us for Kilted Christian episode 481, The Meek Will Inherit the Earth. We'll be back tomorrow night for Kilted Christian episode 482. And we're going to have a little roundtable with Dustin Nemos, MSM Liars, John, and Boilerman. I hope to see you all there. But in the meantime, have a beautiful night. Guys, remember, we are very fortunate to know how this ends. So live life with meekness. Live life in humility. Thank God for coming back here to take care of the problem. It's not our job to create justice on this earth. It is his. And if you have faith, you know that'll happen. It was a promise. And God always fulfills his promises. Have an absolutely beautiful night. We love you all with all of our hearts. And God bless.